Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Somos Mas, the official podcast of Somos Mas NM and your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United and the New Mexico Runners. My name, of course, is Seth Bedoff. Thank you guys for joining us here on our social media feeds as you do uh, Tuesday nights uh, throughout the season and off season. Uh, Jacob, you just had a special guest on the show. I did I was not expecting that, and the, the the pupper ran away before we could before I could say something. So, let's get the pupper on screen here. There we go. For those of you that don't know, this is Jacob's pup. This, this is Brucey. All right, may or may not be <laughs> after a New Mexico United player. Uh, there we go. If you ask me, he is. If you ask my wife, he is not. But yeah, that's Bruce. Named after the shark, right? Yeah. Fish are friends. Not there we go. <laughs> anyway, joining me this evening, guys, we've got so much to talk about. I'm super excited to get to tonight's show. It's been a couple weeks since we were here. Yeah, we have joining us. We have a map of the United States, which hopefully is correct. Um, and uh, we also have Jacob Terrell. Earl, yeah, I don't know where he went. Earl was just sitting here. I don't. I don't know. But this is, of course, why Earl is the head of shithousery. So, um Tom, how you Appreciate doing? you guys being here. Tom, how you doing, man? Glad to have you over in the chat. If you are in the chat on Facebook and YouTube, be sure to pop on over in there and throw your questions and comments in the chat. We will get to those throughout the evening uh, about all sorts of topics. And uh, as we do so regularly here on the show, I do have one burning question, and this one is directed towards Earl. Is that a um, squirrel? It's a fucking squirrel with a tie. I mean, that that's you. That's you to a T. Yeah. Earl, did you watch Elimination Chamber finally? And why did you not watch? So, <laughs> thanks for calling me out. Um, I did finally watch Elimination Chamber. Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. I was, this is what I was curious about. I, I was really curious to see if you actually got to sit and watch it. Because you accused me of ruining this for you. You said, go ahead and, and ruin it. And I, I yeah, I, I was not worried it. about it. Okay. And then you stopped texting, so I was like, what the fuck? Like, he's not ruining it. Whatever. <laughs> um, yes, I did watch it. No, I did not watch it on company time. I took my lunch. Um, <laughs> Team Earl in the chat. <laughs> That's a new one. Appreciate it. Oh, Robert. Um, Kudos. So, so Earl, at this point, has Jacob watched more WWE this year than you? No, I, of course I, not. I have not watched Elimination Chamber, so. <laughs> okay, okay. So I was just so no. curious. Um. So yeah, I did watch it yesterday when I finally got time to sit down. And the reason why I didn't watch it is because, what's that old saying, Jacob, that you were saying with the saying a while back? Uh, oh, I remember it now. Thinking with my dick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You don't. No, wear, actually, we're live now, right? You just. I just. Yes, we are live now. Yes, Harry. Yeah. Harry, how you doing, buddy? Glad to have you here. Um, I was actually spending quality time with my family-ish, if that's what it wants to be called. Um, yes, they're my family. I'm gonna be honest. Um, so yeah, so I was spending time with them and totally forgot that Elimination Chamber was on. So by the time we got home to my house, it was. 8.30, no reason to watch it. Um, but I do think that Sami Zayn got screwed. I, I, You know, I was astonished that they did not start a You Screwed Sammy chant, much like, you know, uh, what happened with the Bret Hart 
many, many years ago. Um, but, you know, I, I brought this up, Earl, because we had a discussion a couple weeks ago about how bad Royal Rumble was, or at least how bad it, it, it appeared. And to me, Elimination Chamber, this was a fantastic show. Like, top to bottom, like, the, it was just a really well done show. Yeah, I still and hate it, three with a passion. I mean, you, you certainly still can, but, you know. Yeah. It just, I, I just thought it was really well done and just it was a better show, top to bottom. The matches were better, um, a lot more entertaining. And obviously, you know, WrestleMania is just a matter of weeks here. So 39 days. There you go. 39 days to WrestleMania. So we'll definitely be keeping And believe it or nine. not, believe it or not, I just might miss opening night. Well, we already knew you were going to WrestleMania. No, I'm not going to WrestleMania. Oh. Um, I just might miss opening night watching it Saturday night, unless I can convince my girlfriend to sit down and watch it with me. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> this, this is this is a point of discussion on the podcast as to whether or not she was going to let number one let you watch it, number two, whether or not you were going to be able to convince her to sit down and watch it with you. Real quick, real quick. Okay. First of all, I didn't realize this, but I just held up a crochet needle while I'm about to say this, and that's probably the <laughs> oldest thing I've ever done in my life. Uh, were those original freaking slaps? So I want Team Earl to shut his mouth over there, and uh, and leave that alone. And yes, crochet needle uh, and were those original? Uh, so it doesn't really <laughs> doesn't really do a whole lot to help my case about not being old. So and I'm not the oldest person here. It's freaking Seth. Thank you very much. That is true. I am the oldest person on the podcast and by then, uh, a couple years. So. By physical age, it's Seth. By mentality, it's clearly Earl. And we will get into why with his get off my fucking lawn takes here in a little <laughs> Yes, you guys, yeah. And this is something we wanted. I told Earl to save this energy for the podcast tonight. And there, at first Earl said, what's on Tuesday? And uh, because Earl had some takes. Earl Wait, had some I didn't got to say that. Hold on, hold he on. He didn't quite on. say it. He <laughs> almost, almost did. He, he said, hold on. Oh, I almost forgot. Today's Monday. So yeah. almost, Actually, I said, <laughs> oh, how I almost forgot today was Monday. That's exactly yeah. what I just said. Only so, because I actually did forget it was fucking Monday. It was <laughs> such a did you place. did you forget about not working over the weekend and then having to go Look, back to the office? I've actually been off since Thursday. Oh, fair Thursday, enough. That state Friday, employee, you probably Friday. didn't have to work yesterday, huh? Actually, I did have to work yesterday. Oh, okay. Okay. Yesterday wasn't a holiday for state employees. Oh, okay. It wasn't a holiday for me either. So, but my no, but I've been off. off for four days, so I'd forgot yesterday was Monday. Hmm. Fair enough, fair enough. So, um, yeah, we'll definitely be keeping an eye on WrestleMania as that is coming up. But, uh, I mean, let's just jump right into it. New Mexico United has got the big, massive announcement, and this got some takes out of Earl. Uh, coming to the lab on July 19th, Sunderland AFC play, takes a trip out west as part of their preseason schedule. It takes on New Mexico United. This, will, of course, will be New Mexico United's second international friend <laughs> against the club from England. First time was back in 2019, New Mexico United played Cardiff City FC to a 1-1 draw. This year has the potential to be an even bigger matchup because Sunderland is on the brink of potentially getting back into the Premier League, depending on how the end of the, the, the FL Championship season goes here. So, I mean, first of all, I mean, we saw the teaser slate Sunday night, and we had different differing opinions on, on what it might be. I sent a text out to the club um, to inquire about whether or not it was in fact a stadium announcement. And they told said, no, it was, it is not. So, but this here is a massive announcement. And so 
when my initial reaction is excitement because I'm a huge soccer fan in general, huge football fan. I've watched Sunderland till I die on Netflix. I've watched it multiple times and, and Sunderland's story is just absolutely incredible. If you go back through their history and stuff, um, Earl, I want to start with you. I, I got to start with you on this. You had, and you had a very interesting reaction to this announcement here. Uh, why don't you explain to our viewers and our listeners what your initial reaction was and how you, uh, brought that to our attention in our group text. Okay, let me pull up said group text. I have it right here. Hold on. Oh, Jacob's at the ready. There you go. I knew Jacob would have it. <clears throat> Quote, Earl, Sunderland, July 19th. Seth, that's exciting. Earl, yeah, if it would have been on a Friday or Saturday, dot, 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 but a Wednesday? <laughs> oh, and United isn't the one bringing them in. San Antonio is. They probably had a connecting flight back overseas through Albuquerque and figured, quote, why not? <laughs> Fast forward a couple texts from Seth. Earl, well, not all of us live eight and a half minutes from the lab. So essentially, if you're a United fan that lives in the greater Albuquerque metro, then and only then do you get the entire perks of being a fan. Just saying. No sour grapes, just annoyed. First of all, that was fucking for sure sour grapes. No sour grapes, just annoyed between July 4th and July 22nd. United come up with a, couldn't come up with a weekend to host Sunderland. Yeah, so I actually have to stand corrected because their season ends May 8th. So anytime mm -hmm. between May 8th and the middle of fucking November, they couldn't come up with anything. So yeah, I'm still annoyed. So look, I'm excited about it. I won't be able to go because I will probably be living in Santa Fe by that time. And I also work in Santa Fe, so I will time out. Time shut out. Your mouth. No, 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 no. I have lived in Fort Sumner for the past two seasons and I have made it to a couple Wednesday matches if they are important enough for me. And so to you and your, Oh, woe is me. Santa Fe, 45 minutes away. I can't no. make blah, blah, blah. Here's blah, the blah. thing. Here's the thing about it. Here's the thing about it. I recently transferred to Santa Fe. Uh huh. Uh huh. So taking a day off on Thursday. You don't have to take a day off. You just get a little. Do, no, you don't. <laughs> I would drive out there after work, go to the game, drive back, get back at two o'clock in the morning, and then get up at seven and go to work. If you want it bad enough, you can do it. You're just an old fucking curmudgeon that doesn't want to get up and enjoys his beauty rest, even though you still look like that. We're now past Earl's bedtime, which has reverted to nine o'clock. So, <laughs> <laughs> actually, it's not nine o'clock, motherfucker. It's eight o'clock. Eight o'clock. Okay. So, uh, we are keeping Earl up. So, he's going to be a little bit ornery uh, as we go forward with the show. So, um, and he also didn't eat dinner for some unknown because he's a fucking child, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese yeah. for him. He threw a temper tantrum because <laughs> they were too hot and just threw them away. Actually, of... <laughs> actually, before you jackasses make assumptions over there, I was actually doing schoolwork. Oh, yeah, because you're in high school still. Because <laughs> you're a fucking <laughs> child. <laughs> what, what, what were you having to do? Sight words? <laughs> <laughs> no. I was not having to do sight words. I he learned parallelograms today. Oh, parallelograms. <laughs> I had to do basic addition. One plus one equals three if you're not protective. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, very, very true. Um, <laughs> Real quick, quite quick diversion. What is it called when two two letters put together make a certain sound? So like the sh sound or pH with a f sound. Do you know what that's called? This I isn't a joke. The, this is I not a joke. I, I really haven't got that far in my book. I really don't know what it's called. Do you know what it is, Seth? I should know. I, I honestly, it's it's part of like you know elementary education. So my six year old knows. There, yeah, see, he, he was like, "Hey, <clears throat> that's a diaphragm or whatever the hell it's called," and I was like, "A what?" <laughs> and he was like, "That when two letters are," and I was like. <laughs> No, you cannot be smarter than me already, kid. You are six. Dude, I'm telling you, kids are smart these days. Yeah, they are. But I do know. Yeah, they are. And what... apparently you can paint toenails really well, too. Yeah, they really can. Um, one word and another word that mean two different things combined. Fine. I know what that means. Please tell us, Earl. A compound word. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, uh, Earl Nieto, everybody. Earl Nieto, give him a round of applause. Round of applause for Earl. Round of applause for Earl. This has now, been grade school English with Earl. Now, real quick, Earl. All right, back to the adult Earl. Why couldn't you just be excited that Sunderland was coming to town? Because I don't like the Premier League. They're not in the Premier League. It doesn't matter. Okay. It's okay, bottom club. half of the fucking FA Cup League, whatever the fuck they want to be called, the Toilet Bowl No, League. they're sitting third place in the EFL Championship right now. Same thing. No. <laughs> Not even close. <laughs> Either way. Um, deep down, I am excited. I'm excited that a major team, whatever they want to be called, is coming to New Mexico. I, um, I would just say a famous club, because that's what they are. I said a major club. I know, but say a famous club because that's what they are. As as United put out, they're one of the most storied clubs in the, in English football history, and they absolutely are. They've won the top flight championship six times. Um, they, in recent years, they have had a you know number of bad years where we saw they were seen relegated from the Premier League down to League Two, and have fought their way back up. Um, fantastic! Again, I already mentioned already. Fantastic documentary series over on Netflix, Sunderland Till I Die. Go check it out. Um, I mean, this is a huge get, and I want to talk to Harry's point here in the chat. I, I popped it up on the screen a minute ago. Uh, Harry's did say that he finds it odd that both Cardiff and Sunderland played San Antonio and New Mexico. Wonders if there's some sort of connection between the two clubs. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Harry's talking about New Mexico and San Antonio. Um, now, Earl, you made the comment about there being a connecting flight out of Albuquerque internationally, which I think is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous because you know just fly to dallas new york or whatever now um uh, sunderland does have a, another match afterwards in north carolina so it's not like they're coming here and then leaving um yes they had to connect and, to connect to new mexico to get to phoenix to get to north carolina unfortunately okay. with the way flight patterns are that could be the case because they will send you wherever for but anyway, yes yeah, so says flies delta which has direct nonstop flights to Atlanta. He also flies standby, though. No, I don't. <laughs> I do not. I do not fly standby. Him and his kids. I, I will I will say I do have family that uh, retired from Delta, so we do get buddy passes. Um, he does. Uh, I don't use them. I haven't because flying with kids, I'd rather not fly standby. Um, but yeah, those direct flights from 
from Albuquerque to Atlanta are fantastic. Um, you know, uh, but anyway. Yeah, so if you fly anything else other than Delta, then you have to go through either Phoenix or Dallas. And with the way America's flight patterns are, and I, I can't believe Earl's actually trying to justify this. You, yeah, I can't. A terrible either. take, Earl. <laughs> it's a terrible take. You were just grumpy for some unknown reason. Married life's getting to you, whatever it may be. Just <laughs> five year old wearing you down day after day. It just it happens. It's a, it's okay. We understand. And I'm curious. I'm curious too about the complaint about being midweek. I know I get you that you're going to be living in Santa Fe or somewhere you know outside of town. Still, but look, looking at looking at the schedules, and I, and I get and I gave you New Mexico United schedule. They're the, basically the schedule for the uh, Isotopes Park for that time frame. Now, English football there after May they're in their off season and they don't start their preseason workouts until July. And so we've seen over the past several years. These English clubs do come over to North America and have matches here. Everton a couple of years ago had the had a Florida Cup where they played against various different teams down in Florida, and different uh, European clubs come over here and do these types of things. They do these tours, um, and so in order to fit it into United schedule, that was the only place that they had available. Now I don't know I don't know the workings on these deals. I don't know uh, how exactly it came about, but I, 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 I agree with Harry. I wonder if there's something between San Antonio and New Mexico, but Hey, look, what can we do to try to bring in, you know, ticket sales, bring in one of these clubs and do something. I mean, do you think that Jacob, do you think there's something to that? Do you think that there's uh, some sort of collusion factor as to why it's on a Wednesday night so that Earl can't make it? Um, oh, for we, sure. I mean, everybody knows that uh, United just wants to screw over, Earl as many times as possible and, uh, you know, have first financial credit union as a sponsor. And just, I mean, they just, they just, they can't stand Earl. So they try to do whatever they can <laughs> as far as, as the Wednesday night thing. I mean, it, it is what it is. It's they play San Antonio on Saturday because San Antonio has their own stadium and can do whatever they want with the weekends that they have off. And we don't. So we had to adjust and now we we get them on a, on a Wednesday. But guess what? They're still here. And almost most of the time, if you're going to have a open cup or exhibition game in the middle of a season, it's not on a weekend. Like it's it's pretty rare. Cardiff wasn't on a weekend. Uh, all of our open cup matches aren't on weekends. It, it's just that's not the way it works. So it, it, what it is 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 he loves this little tiny violin. That plays the world's saddest song, and he likes to hog it for some reason, and so he just he'll get over it. And he, I think he was about to say earlier that it's not even about him, but it's clearly about him because nobody else cared. Look at the, the response on social media; it was all positive. It was like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe this! They're coming to town. That's amazing. We gotta go." Not, "Oh, I don't know if I can go because it's on a Wednesday and I live forty-five minutes away." I don't know. Yeah, and, and just like in 2019 against Cardiff, this is one of those rare opportunities that that we here in the states are going to get to see an English club or a, a club from another nation. You know, uh, no matter where it, no matter where they're located. I um, mean, obviously San Antonio gets you know clubs against uh, gets matches against some of the Mexican clubs um, from time to time. I think El Paso does as well, and some of the others. But I mean, this is a get. This is a huge get. And the, the prior match against Carter City was over at the UNM Soccer Complex, which was sold out. Fantastic numbers. There were there were special uh, merchandise for that day. I imagine there's going to be special merchandise for, for this match as well. Um, 
But I think this is absolutely huge. And then for it to be played at the lab, I think that's going to be absolutely interesting to see, especially for the Sunderland folks um, to see how they, how they react to playing on a baseball field. I think that's a, I think that's really interesting to see. I'm really surprised it's not at the soccer complex for that. Now they, know they, they know they want fans there, so they're going to do a, they're going to do the 15,000 seat stadium instead of the seven. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's absolutely what it is. I mean, the club's going to try to, you know, I, I bet this poll somewhere in the neighborhood of, you know, 15, 16,000 tickets, you know, uh, through standing room only and whatnot. But, and, and to Harry's point, it's a huge gift for USL in general. It absolutely is. <clears throat> I think this continue again, we've talked about it before. The USL continues to grow, and we've seen players get transferred over to Europe directly from the USL. I mean, Earl, looking at this purely from a business standpoint, um, do you think that this makes a lot of sense for the USL and their continued growth going forward? Well, absolutely. I mean, anytime you reach out to a... <clears throat> bigger market whether it's bundesliga the premier league the efl the any big market la liga whatever the hell um if you can draw a big name to come in i mean even cardiff was a big thing for usl but if you could bring in a big name like sunderland or cardiff or anything like that then yeah obviously it's going to be a big market boost for your brand i mean that's that's a given Jacob, do you see any downside to this match at all? No. I mean, it's it's an exhibition. Nobody's going to care if we win or lose. Um, you're going to draw in. Maybe me, there might hold be. On, hold on, hold on. There will be one, at least one person that cares if we lose. Cole. <laughs> yeah, Cole will care. Um, I did see a comment over on Facebook uh, from someone stating they would be excited to see uh, Sunderland lose as they were a Newcastle fan. So. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, what we might get, like we talked about the the negatives, I can't think of any, but the positives are, I mean, they're unlimited. I mean, it's going to, especially having it at the lab, I mean, you're already going to get the New Mexico United faithful that are always excited about it. But bringing in a team like Sunderland, could be like there could be a handful of people that have never been to a United game that watch a lot of Netflix, saw the documentary, said, Oh, they're coming to Albuquerque. Well, let's go watch them just to see. Mm -hmm. And then they get introduced to United, and then maybe they become United fans and actually go to games and, and stuff like that. So, I mean, it's just it's huge. Harry said it's a huge get for USL. Um, we just you see this happen. You, you're starting to see it a little more. Um, no, Harry, don't put that out there. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, there's there's no downside. It's all positive. Um, that's about it. Yeah, it, it's certainly exciting. This is, um, and, and if you watched United Sessions last night, you get to hear Tyler Ortega talk about how he kept this a secret from Chris Hurst for, for six months. Um, I actually ran into Chris over the weekend. And uh, still at that point, no, nobody knew anything about it. Uh, Chris, obviously a bit, you know, big supporter. And so it's big news for him. So go check out United Sessions if you haven't already. Um, uh, but yeah, to Harry's point, I mean, obviously at that point, you know, United has, I hope starting town for three game series the weekend prior. Uh, there's going to be time to, to do the turnaround of the field and get it, get it there. So it should be looking pretty good uh, for that time of year. So I'm looking forward to that, looking forward to seeing, 
what we can do against a potential uh, Premier League side. Uh, I mean, obviously, I, going into this, I'm just looking forward to the opportunity to see a club like Sunderland. You know, again, I mentioned this is something that you know I I'm planning a trip to England because I want to go see uh, Everton play. Now, is will I ever get to do it more than once? Probably not. But like, this is one of those things like you doesn't happen very often unless you are you're muted, unless you have means to do so. Are you going to be able to make it this year? Or are you going to? No, I'm not this year. You're going to have to watch them in the championship then. Uh, no, I plan on watching them next year at the uh, brand new stadium, Bramley Mordock. So. Yeah, while they're in the championship, though. In the Premier League, by the way. We've won two of three. So we'll see. <laughs> you, we will see. We did Earl. just beat Arsenal. You did. I appreciated that. Yes. You did that. <laughs> you are all going, who, what, huh? What do you mean, championship? Wait, what are we doing here again? Isn't the championship the highest leg? What is? What What do you mean? Right. Wait, what, what are we doing here again? Earl doesn't understand the Premier League, so, you know. Um, I don't care about the Premier League. That's the thing. Why not? Because. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, there you go. Since Earl stated his objection to the Premier League, we can certainly move on. Um, <laughs> in all seriousness, Earl, why don't you like the Premier League? Why don't you care? Nope. Go ahead and move on. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, obviously, July 19th, New Mexico United hosting Sunderland AFC at the lab. Keep an eye out for tickets and availability for that. Uh, we will obviously – I will be there for sure. I'm assuming you guys are definitely going to do your best to try to make it. Earl, probably not since he's boycotting anything related to uh, Wednesday nights or First Financial Credit Union, which we'll get to here in, in just a second because that's or, another discussion or, that we or have. Or English football. Or uh, English football, yeah. Because <laughs> German is better in general. Yeah. Uh, debatable. debatable. So what's better? Honest opinion. English tea or beer? My fucking point. What Actually, I don't, I don't even know what you said. You sounded English there. and I, <laughs> So I said, what's better? <laughs> okay, Boomhauer. <laughs> English tea opinion. or beer? What's better? English tea or beer, which I can't even make this discussion anymore because I don't drink beer. So, I, well, yeah, there's so many factors that go into this. I mean, it, what type we're of beer not, with a brand of the not, beer? Like, we're not doing this. Stuff. We're not. Yeah, doing I know this. we're not. The <laughs> um, next, as in, and as we know, New Mexico United is in the middle of their preseason. They've got so four matches in the books. Is oolong tea English? Oh, are you speaking English right now? What? The- <laughs> <laughs> fairly Honestly, certain it's not, not but we can about tea yeah question from harry austin over in the chat harry says if you could pick a friendly who would it be against i mean frankfurt i you probably expect him to say tottenham but i'm actually going to say byron munich for some reason that would be interesting not that would be really really interesting i don't think it would ever happen in no. any in any sort of realm of possibility but uh, I don't think Frankfurt would ever do it. Uh, I mean, obviously, we could all pick our, you know, our 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 top tier clubs. You know, Everton, Tottenham. We could pick, you know, uh, uh, you know, anyone from the Bundesliga. I mean, I take that back because I would actually like to see Dortmund. Dortmund here would be fun. Black and yellow versus yeah. black and yellow. That'd be fun. That would be interesting. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I could say Gladbach. You know, there's any kinds of like, but you know, I think. 
if it was a, like a domestic friendly, I'd want to see them play. Obviously, and this is you know me being kind of homerish. Enter, enter Miami because I'd love to see uh, Joseph Martinez in person. Um, Who? Yeah, El Rey. You know, all-time goal scorer, leader for the U.S. What, for the MLS. Are you, do you root? Do you root for players now and not laundry? Is that what's going on? No, no. I just <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm bitter. I just, just I, I still support Joseph. I think Joseph's a fantastic player, but I will not support Inter Miami. I will never cheer for Joseph against Atlanta United. I will never do that. So, um, internationally, I mean, there's any, there's all sorts of clubs. You know, I mean, you could pick, you know, some of the, you know, you could pick some of the, the we'll Saudi clubs, somebody, which was pretty good. I right for crying out loud. Where where Earl? Where were you on the? Are you still talking? Where's that? Where's that drop? Where you got on that? <laughs> Holy Moses on a Chinese powered balloon! I'm just saying, there's so many options out there. Like I would have a hard time picking one. Are you done I yet? Did. I did. I know you did. Earl did. All right, fine. PSG. How about that? Well, you said Miami. I mean, you could have Joseph and Messi. Uh, yeah, next year if if that if is we... true, that is true. That's that's very much in the realm of possibility of things that could happen next year. So, um, as we were go- as we were moving on before Earl interrupted, uh, uh, as we know, the Mexico United is in the middle of their preseason four matches in already. Uh, we haven't talked about it. We 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 didn't brought, we didn't podcast last week. Um, we waited, but um, looking back at the first four matches. Uh, United opened the preseason with a draw against uh, Loose City, uh, who were, of course, the Eastern Conference champions last year. Then they picked up a 3-1 win over Detroit City FC. They picked up a 3-3 draw as they closed out their season, as they closed out their series in Tucson against the Chicago Fire FC. And then, of course, they picked up a win this past weekend uh, as uh, Yuma picked up a red card in a friendly as El Paso fell to New Mexico United once again. This time by a final of three to one, um, guys. I gotta say, from everything that we've seen so far, and unfortunately none of us were able to get out to the to the, to the preseason match on Sunday. We're Josh Wagner is looking pretty good, or Alex Wagner. I should say Alex Wagner is looking. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know what I'm thinking because I, I had somewhere else I was going to go. Alex Wagner is looking really good early. Early oh. on, he's had some. The whole, I mean, in general, I mean, yes, the, the videos you've been sharing on, on on Twitter and the breakdown that you've been giving has been phenomenal. I mean. Talk about some of these clips that, that the club has put out. Yeah, I mean, so we, we don't get defensive clips, right? So I have no idea necessarily how the defense looks, and that's probably the part that I'm a little worried about just because we've had have some lack of depth there. Uh, we did give up three goals. Uh, we haven't kept a clean sheet. We've given up multiple goals in two of the four games. Uh, El Paso ended up scoring first on us. But these goals, man, they just you – know, they're not they're not flukes. They're not uh, – they're not uh, like one of them, obviously. I mean, Daniel Bruce scoring from from midfield over the top <laughs> of the keeper. That's obviously not going to happen consistently. Um, although he did apparently try it against El Paso. Um, <clears throat> you're not so you're not going to get that every match. But but a lot of these are are creating space specifically out wide, um, specifically like Santi um, on that left side. Uh, putting in a cross, we we've seen um, Josh Doling come out, have a brace off of you know a, a fantastic cross from Santi, and a, and an incredible finish, um, which 
was is something that we've lacked uh, the last year or so as well. But um, so to see stuff like that, to see you know, kind of a uh, not a loose ball, but a, a ticky tacky play kind of inside the box um, that leads to Amondo finding a streaking doling uh, who finishes it nicely with a defender draped all over him. Um, I mean, you just you see these things, and it's like, all right, these these are the type of goals that you can replicate game in, match in and match out. And, and they've just got me really, really excited. And, it, and it's not just like two or three players. I mean, Santi has been involved in a lot. Hurst has been involved in a lot. Doling has been involved. Uh, Moreno has been involved. Bruce has been involved. Weehan has a goal. Um, and then, and then you get to the El Paso match and, and you have the old man, Josh Suggs, uh, whipping a ball in to the young man, Alex Wagner, who goes up and gets it um, completely unmarked. I mean, a lot of this, the defense hasn't been fantastic against us, uh, but several of them have been, and and we've made smart runs. I mean, you had uh, Moreno's goal, I believe it was against Chicago, where he goes from the back post, cuts across the face of a defender to the front post, gets one touch on it and basically I mean, not quite chips the keeper, but, but lifts the ball up and over the keeper to the far post. And, and that kind of run wasn't stuff we were seeing. We'd see guys, if they're at the back post, they just run to the back post. And then there's a defender right in front of them to clear it. Um, but this one, he, he fights to get in front of the defender and, and, and finishes nicely. And so you just see stuff like this that you're like, all right, if we're already kind of gelling like this now, then maybe this offense is is actually going to produce something this year, um, and not not quite be as stagnant as it was last year. And and we've talked about the roster. Well, I'm sure we'll get into it a little bit more later. But um, you know, going into the preseason, we were looking at it like, holy, we have 20 players, and three of them are on academy contracts. That's that's not a lot of depth. We probably need more depth, and and we do probably need more depth. But when you have you know, six, seven, eight guys that have produced a goal, if not more, um, already in the preseason through four matches. And it's like, all right, well, maybe offensively we're there. Maybe we've got enough moving parts that, you know, between Wagner and Doling and Hurst up top, you know, we got three three nines that could actually be be dangerous. And of course you mix in the the wings that we have with Santi and Moreno and and Bruce and Nava and and Harry and and um one one person that's been kind of absent from, I think, anything that I've really seen is Rivas. Do do we know if he's hurt or something? Or no, no info on him. I, I no. I'll dig into that a little bit more. See if I can find anything out because because I know he's he's been posted in some pictures of him dealing with fans and interacting with fans and stuff. But but uh, he he definitely hasn't been involved in any of the offense. And I, I I'd have to go back through the team sheets and see, but I I don't remember him playing except for maybe in the first match or so. So maybe he picked up a knock or something. We'll have to see. But um I mean you still have plenty of depth there. Uh and and to give up only one goal against El Paso. Although I, th- I think we might need to to take that El Paso win and kind of kind of lower it down as far as uh how good of a win it was because I, I think El Paso might might be garbage this year. Um like even more so than last year. I don't know. And uh and then when we when we mentioned Yuma getting kicked out, I will point out that last year, I believe, I posted a video of a incredibly reckless tackle that he had in the friendly last preseason. Yes, yes. 
and probably should have been red carded for it and was not. Yeah. So this guy is just a fucking joke. And, and the fact that El Paso supporters love him uh, just kind of speaks to how El Paso fans see themselves, I guess. Yeah, they do say he is a master of the dark arts. And we've obviously seen what he can do and the impact that he can have. But yeah, I mean, just the way that he acts in these matches, particularly in the preseason, and, and I don't know what got him riled up on Sunday, but to go and put hands to the throat of a young man, uh, put his hands to the throat of Alex Wagner, like that, that's completely unacceptable um, and completely warranted for it, for him to be sent off with a red card. Um, I don't understand why they allowed them. I understand preseason, whatever, but I don't understand allowing El Paso to continue to play with 11. I don't understand that, but it's neither here nor there, but like just, I have a feeling that honestly, I mean, if I'm El Paso, I, I want to try to play with 10 men because Yuma's on my team and I'm probably going to be down to 10 men a few times this year. So might yeah, as well exactly. in the preseason. Yeah. Um, Earl looking over at the, what's happened so far. I mean, we talked a lot in the off season and heading up into this end of the preseason here about the, the signings and who's coming in, who are we going to have consistent goal scorers? Um, does do the performances so far give you a, a stronger belief in this club going forward at, so far? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, <laughs> seeing the videos from like Wagner doing his thing and just being pretty much the hype of United social media right now, um, that's good. That's incredible because maybe he can be the next Nava, um, which I hope he can be because then that that shows that our academy is working. Um, and just seeing, I mean, Josh Doling doing his thing and Greg Hurst being part of it and Santi coming back and being loved by everybody and just showing that he can still produce even after having a piss poor season over in Phoenix. Um, that's good. And it, it shows that we could still be deadly. And I don't know what the fuck Jacob has planned. So ignore me. Sorry. Yeah. I don't know what he's doing either. So, um, but yeah, so just showing, just, Oh, you son of a bitch. I just tore my pants. That's cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, well, at least it's not on camera, so please do not stand up. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, so just seeing that and seeing the fact that we're communicating well and scoring goals against top teams like uh, Chicago and Lou City and shit like that, I mean, that's that's good for us. Yeah, it definitely is. And, and we've again, we've talked about it a lot. You know, we had issues scoring last season. We really did, and we've already seen we're already in double digit goals, uh, uh, th- or close to double digit goals through four matches in the preseason. Again, preseason teams aren't necessarily playing their you know their their top eleven you know getting looks at guys and things like that, but it definitely looks promising. It's it gives a lot of hope to United Faithful to see these goals, to see the movement on the pitch, to see these guys creating from the wide areas, to see multiple guys contributing uh, to those. And, you know, it seems like, you know, Hursty has done some of the things that we thought he might do. Come in, hold the ball up a little bit. Um, 
and give some other guys opportunities to get into a position to score. We've seen, you know, Santi and Suggs and Bruce all deliver the ball. We, we, we the, the goal that Wagner scored the other day, just elevating off that cross from Suggsy and just smashes the ball home with a fantastic header. I mean, uh, like, this is something that we haven't necessarily had because that's not, that wasn't in Dev's repertoire, you know? I mean, Kevon, sure, but, you know, I mean, how much. Can, how much delivery was he getting last season when he was here? Not as much as he needed. And so these are real promising signs going forward. Um, Jacob, you talked about the, the the defense already. And at this point, I, I don't know what to think about the defense. Um, yes, we've given up some goals. Yeah, I mean, I would say what, we gave up three to Chicago. I mean, MLS side. I'm not terribly worried about that, you know. Um and obviously we've had Ford come in. We've had him playing some. We've had uh, we've had Alex playing some. You know, uh, so there's different guys popping in and out. And so it'll be interesting to see what finally happens. What comes out day one? You know, for that ma- first match day. Um, what do you think? From obviously there haven't been any defensive clips. Um, do you think that are you going to be able to get to the, to the next preseason match? Is this something you're going to have your eye on if you make it out there? Yeah, yeah, I plan on being out there. We already have planned on on going out there. They're making me take Saturdays off right now, so I I can get out there and 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 be there. Um, but yeah, it's definitely what I'm going to be watching uh, probably the most is is how the backline is shaking out, what formation we're even in because because we haven't had the formation lineup. We've just had the names, right? Uh, and so I imagine it's kind of been a little fluid with with the many as many players as we're recycling in and out, but. Uh, definitely, definitely curious to see some of that stuff. Um, couple quick notes: uh, we do have eleven goals already this preseason. Yeah, um, and we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight different players scoring those eleven goals with Doling and Bruce, the only with multiple goals. But um, uh, you definitely, definitely have a lot of variety there. Uh, the back line. Uh, we've we've seen Zali's name a few times in the uh, the play by play. Apparently, Kalen has been fantastic defensively. That's promising. That's very promising. And and so I'm not I'm not I'm not super worried about it now. You gave up two to Lou City and three to to uh, to Chicago, and then only one to Detroit and only one to El Paso. And so I think we we're we're I'm not like panicking by any means about it but i'm very curious to see what it looks like uh saturday when i actually get to see it on the pitch against csu pueblo um and then you know we might not see a whole lot out of that match with it being a college team but but we'll get to see something um hopefully we'll get to see some of the kids out there i I find it a little interesting that uh you know we just we don't have how many trialists? I think there were like six trialists in the starting lineup against El Paso. Um, and most of them, five or six, it was a lot. And most of them were, were team, were players that, you know, we didn't necessarily, we don't necessarily know much about. Um, so I, I imagine one of those, or if not more, come on. We've, we've seen a few good things. One of them, Danny Robles, has scored um, a goal for us. So there's a lot, a lot that I'm interested in watching on Saturday, but the defense especially... I just we just we just know so little about it right now that that I'll definitely be keeping my eye on that and uh, and I'll be definitely staying on that far end 
when we're on offense or defense, just so that I can get a good look on the, at that back line and, and then also getting a good look at the attack in the next half or so. So I, I'm excited for it. And uh, hopefully this back line is, is meshing well and, and can look solid going in. I, I think we're playing more of a four, four, two or a four, four at the back system would be my guess with as few players as we have that are true center backs. Um, and so I'm looking to see if that's the case and, and how it looks for sure. Yeah. I was going back through our, through our messages here and uh, looking at the notes that I had on the trialists that we had. So Danny Robles uh, played for Northern Colorado Hailstorm FC, who we did play in the preseason last year. Um, he had two goals, zero assists and 1,994 minutes. He is an attacking mid uh, out of, for the Northern Colorado Hailstorm. Uh, Jose Sosa, not, that Jose Sosa. This one is a midfielder play for UCLA, one goal, four assists, and 1,705 minutes. And Dylan Tavani, a defender, played for Cal Poly Humboldt, three goals, six assists, and 1,444 minutes uh, in college play. So, I mean, these are some guys that, uh, yeah, we, we've heard Robust's name a couple times. Um, I, yeah, like you, if I if I'm able to get out there on Saturday, like I would definitely want to watch these watch the defenders watch these trials see who's standing out um and we, we, we've heard rumblings that there is going to be another signing coming soon um we don't know like, concrete details on this apparently the, the the player was out of the preseason match on sunday so um we don't know any more details than that at this time um but yeah it's there are some good things that are going on um and then oh kyle colonna the other uh one that came on a six, three defender from San Diego state university. Um, no goals, no assists of, of mention. Uh, so not, a couple collegiate players that are getting opportunities uh, for United. Uh, exciting to see um, guys that are, you know, apparently were, were by the stats that I've seen from what I've l- looked at and seen of them. They're, they were done very well in their collegiate careers. So uh, there's definitely some room for improvement there. So, um, Earl, are you going to make it out there this weekend? No. Okay. No. Uh, well, hopefully Unfortunately, I have a birthday party that I have to be at. Yep. Welcome to being a dad. <laughs> um, hope, <clears throat> hopefully we'll get one of these last two preseason home matches streamed somewhere. I don't know if the club is uh, planning on doing it. We haven't heard anything yet. Um, but I mean, yeah, things are looking really good so far for New Mexico United. Um, uh, moving right ahead, there was one other announcement that I wanted to mention: the U.S. Open Cup second round pairings have been announced. And so, with that uh, coming out, New Mexico United will either play uh, Park City Red Wolves or uh, UDA which is actually based out of Las Cruces, um, depending on the winner of that matchup in the first round of the U.S. Open Cup. And that match will take place in April. So um, I'm excited for this one here. Um, we heard Park City's name last year. Uh, UDA, obviously, you know, down. I had the opportunity to go cover them a couple months back. I wasn't able to go and do that, though, um, for the cup, for the cup.us. Um but I mean, I think that'd be a great opportunity there for UDA and for New Mexico United to to get on a pitch together. Don't know where that match is going to be. I assume it's going. To, I believe it's going to be at um, UNM Soccer Complex, though. Um, 
But I mean, could you imagine like two teams from New Mexico in the Open Cup together? Like that, I think to me, that's an interesting story. Um, as far as I can tell, as far as I've been able to find, that hasn't ever happened in Open Cup history. So um, if that's the case, what does that mean for soccer in New Mexico? Um, Earl, let's start with you. I mean, what do you want to know? You're playing a – you have a higher league playing a lower league who – this is the first time I've ever heard of UDA or UDT or U, 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 UAV. Um, whatever their name is, UDA. Um, first time I've ever heard of them. So, I mean, it's good because it gets them some kind of recognition. It gets them some kind of, some kind of spotlight. But, I mean – with New Mexico United, I mean, soccer in New Mexico is thriving. Yeah, it it absolutely is. Um, so yeah, I mean, UDA it was a name that, that I think they didn't qualify last year, but they were a club that was in uh, in the running because they do play in the UPSL. Um, I mean, Jacob, from your perspective, um, I mean, same question. I mean, what does this mean for soccer in New Mexico? Uh, is this showing that New Mexico is taking another step up in terms of in terms of the talent that's here in and around the state and the surrounding areas? I'm going to go a little contrarian here and say nothing. Uh, it's uh, kind of like Earl, but um, if <clears throat> if they if UDA does get past uh, Park City. Um, and then if they can like put up a quasi fight against United, then I might say it means something. But at the moment, um, just that we the fact that we might play them doesn't mean a whole lot to me. Um, uh, other than it, it is kind of cool that we could have two New Mexico teams playing each other. Um, but as far as what it says about the state of soccer in New Mexico, I think uh, United, the U23s and the academy, and then. United having three academy players signed to an academy contract on the first team. Uh, that all says more to me than than having uh, uh, another club that we might play in the, the Open Cup. All right. So, I mean, yeah. I, 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 to be fair, I do think it's pretty cool. Uh, I, as far as your question, though, uh, that's how I feel. Okay. I mean, fair enough. I mean, you know, these are, you know, UDA is a – it's basically a basically a, a junior college team at New Mexico State, and these guys and a lot of these guys, um, you know, they look very very young. Looking at their roster, um, they are from <clears throat> a number of them are from New Mexico, a number of them are from you know Arizona, Texas, uh, Juarez, Mexico, places like that. So um, it'll be really interesting to see what happens with their matchup against Park City. Obviously, and as as always, uh, the Open Cup matches are all streamed live on ESPN Plus. Um, oh, by the way, that brings up another point that we did not mention yet. Uh, USL has assigned has signed another one year deal, a new one year deal with ESPN to have all the matches broadcast on ESPN Plus. Um, we don't know if there's a broadcast schedule for ESPN proper yet. As soon as we know that information, we will, of course, put that out to you guys. Um, this took a while to come about. It's something that we pondered and questioned, you know, is the USL media rights deal going somewhere else? Um, do you think this is the right move for USL at this time, Jacob, to stay with ESPN? Or do you think that they should have moved on at the end of the rights deal that they had? Uh, 
no, I think I think it's the right move, not knowing what else could have been. Um, maybe if there was a Peacock move or like even an Apple TV move, uh, maybe that would have been the right move. But without knowing what else was out there, um, I mean, ESPN obviously has a name recognition. It's a platform that, for the most part, uh, runs fairly well. Um and and is really kind of easy to maneuver and easy to operate. So I, I think at the end of the day, it, it's it's the right move. Uh, I wish we could get a long term deal somewhere uh, with with a little bit of stability. But I also understand that we are lower league American soccer, and without seeing our numbers as far as viewership, uh, probably don't have a whole lot of leverage to try to get something more than that. But uh, I do think that that it was the right move, and hopefully, uh, the continued coverage by uh, on ESPN Plus will lead to maybe a long term deal, uh, either there or somewhere else down the line. Earl, do you think the lack of a long term deal in the middle, in the midst of this uh, round of negotiations, is detrimental to the USL's growth, or do you think this is something that they continue to build on? We know because we know they had good numbers in the broadcast in the, in the, in the national broadcast. We know that the, the USL Championship final had good numbers. Um, but I mean, what, what's the deal? Do you think that this was USL's intent to just sign the one year deal? Or do you think they were kind of forced into it by ESPN? I think, I mean, with this close to the season and them not knowing what's going to happen, I think they're kind of forced into it. I mean, their hand kind of got forced because obviously you need some kind of deal to grow. Um, so with that deal happening, I mean, we're literally a month away from the season. And now they're announcing a TV deal. So I think they didn't really have a choice because of it. And the one-year deal allows them to kind of force ESPN's hand to show, hey, look, we we bring you revenue. We bring you all this profit. We bring you all this TV time. Hook us up a little bit and give us a long-term deal. Or we'll take our talents somewhere else. Um so in the, in the long run, I mean, yeah, they got their hand forced right now, but when you look at the grander scheme and the bigger picture of it, they after this year, if ESPN doesn't want to, doesn't want to extend the USL into something long term where they've been successful, they can go be successful somewhere else with the Apple TV or Peacock or something, and kind of force ESPN's hand to give them a better deal. Yeah, that would definitely be interesting to, to see what happens here at the end of this new one-year deal. Um, I don't know that Peacock is the place. You know, Peacock is very proudly the home of the, of the Premier League. I don't see them doing lower-level soccer. That's just my opinion. Um, I mean, maybe Apple TV is the best place. Maybe Paramount, um, because we know that Paramount picks up has picked up all sorts of leagues. You know, from South American leagues to you know Serie A to to some others, you know, to some other lesser known leagues. Um, Live just, golf, yes, <laughs> Live golf is is, uh, is Jacob. You muted. That's Live golf is on the CW. Thank you very much. <laughs> of all the places for Live golf to be on the CW, good lord. <laughs> oh man. man they've gone they've gone from superheroes to saudi arabian golf 
I didn't think that uh, live golf was going to be brought up today. Honestly. I, yeah, I didn't either. Um, You're welcome, by the way. Thanks, girl. <laughs> um, yeah, it'll definitely be interesting to see what happens at the end of this season. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens throughout. What type of you know broadcast, national broadcast, the league gets. Uh, what numbers, if they release that information, um, how how that turns out for the league. Since uh, MLS is going to be on a on Apple TV. You know, they won't have that competing broadcast airtime, uh, at least in the traditional sense. So it'd be very interesting to see what happens. But yeah, I mean, we're closing on opening day. I mean, we are 18 days from opening day of the 2023 season uh, for the league. We are 25 days away from New Mexico United's season opener. So the season is right around the corner, guys. Like, I just, and we're going to, I think we're probably going to go start back to our weekly schedule here starting next week because we will have some more preseason stuff to talk about next week. Hopefully another player signing for New Mexico United to talk about as well. So uh, we do have just, it's speeding up up upon us, speeding upon us. You know, we're, we're this close to being back at the lab and uh, being in front of, you know, 15,000 screaming United faithful. So, um, on a Wednesday, yes. Um, we still don't have a stadium deal. Uh, like I said earlier, I texted the club uh, with a teaser Sunday night. No stadium deal yet. Um, Earl, of course, has issues with this because Earl wants the naming rights to go to somebody other than First Financial Credit Union. Um, Earl, when the stadium is announced, uh, and this is something that we've talked about for a long time, when the stadium is finally here, we can't wait to be there. We're excited, you know, whatever. Earl has a problem, though. And we're going to clear the air right here. Earl, what, what is your problem with First Financial, and what does the club have to do to solve it? How can the club make you happy? Well, I mean, the club can't do anything because First Financial is a shitty bank. See, this that topic was not brought up the other night. I think someone got turned down for a business loan. <laughs> and they're bitter about it, is what it sounds like to me. No. I didn't get turned down for a business loan. I got turned down for an actual fucking credit, a debit card, like a debit account to bank with them. Um, so, no, they're a shitty freaking company. And I have my own personal opinions as to why United is tied to them. Um, cue the fucking Jets. But that's just quote, on me. Quote, okay. quote, their blowjobs are a little bit less... <laughs> A, that's an Earl Nieto quote um, that um, hopefully we don't get fired for. And, and this is why we will never be the official podcast of the club. <laughs> this is why. Um, so, I, Earl, you made a comment in our group text saying you would like to see them open it up to other entities, other companies throughout the state because they claim to be the, the state's club. I mean, what other local businesses do you think are big enough to put in a bid sufficient enough to warrant naming rights to a new stadium. I mean, you could just look around what New Mexico companies are out there. I mean, Dion's. Okay. Blake's. I mean, Blake's already has a tie-in. So, I mean, you know, and Dion's does as well. So, I mean, those are valid, you know, I think those are valid opportunities there. I mean... Dion Stadium first financial. Meow Wolf is already the kit sponsor. So I mean, maybe, but that that's Peter paying himself his own money. 
So, um, I would have to look at different New Mexico companies, but I'm happy with anyone but First Financial Suck It Union. I'm glad that the truth came out on the pod uh, that, that he just got turned down and he's <laughs> about it because that at least like it's still fucking stupid. Don't get me wrong, but at least it makes some so sense. No, here's my, so here's my thing, not sports related and kids close your ears. I'm just kidding. I won't cuss. Um, I actually owe the cuss. It's jar. too late for that. I owe the cuss jar a couple coins. So we, we passed the no swearing within the yeah. first minute of the show. I'm relatively sure I've sweared several times. Yeah. Um, so my thing about First Financial Credit Union is they preach and and live off of helping New Mexicans. And I'm putting that in air quotations, helping New Mexicans. But yet they cannot help when you don't have stable credit or you cannot. Because they're not a they, bank. They're a credit union. That is they a also can't help when union. you have too much debt on your account because you have a mortgage or you just got a new car or anything like that. So no, I don't agree with their policies and their, their prophecies. That's every credit union Earl. Actually, it's hold not. On, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. It's not. They're prophesying. <laughs> and no, that's not every credit union because I now bank with state employees credit union, who by the way, can be a sponsor. You're a state employee. Yeah, but you didn't need to be a state employee to do it. Okay. So, so are you saying that First Financial should offer educational opportunities for people to uh, understand credit better, understand ways to improve their credit, to understand banking and how to finance and, and, and budget? Are you saying that First Financial should be doing those sorts of things to help people? I feel like this is a trick question. No, it's not. I'm legitimately. Is this something you feel like? Like, are they not doing this? Is is this something that you think that they should be doing? I don't know. I mean, if they are not doing it, yes, they should be doing it because I know State Employees Credit Union does. Before you open an account with them, you have to go through this whole hoop and hurdle and everything just to get it done. But they guarantee you approved. Hey, you're going to be approved as long as you do this, 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 and this. Then you're good. But no, First Financial just shuts you down and says, hey, there's the door. Kick rocks. But then you turn around and that's like New Mexico United's big thing is, hey, we're First Financial Credit Union training facility and shoes and fucking haircuts. And no, oh, we're also well, a sponsor you know what for... That's about, right? What? Oh, I know. Well, about the money. I know it's dumb. And I don't approve of it. I don't agree with it. But who am I? I'm just some guy wearing a white T-shirt today. All right. Well, let me let me ask you this then. And I don't know if this and this is something we kind of stayed away from before because of the political nature of it. Would you be okay if the club? Thank you, Jacob. <laughs> Exxon rule number one: We don't talk politics on this. Just so you know. <laughs> I got it in there. I got it in there. So you're, you're <laughs> muted. You were muted. I just unmuted and said it. ExxonMobil as a sponsor. Would you have a problem with that? Since you have a problem with First Financial because of the things that they, whether we, we don't know, and you know, would you have a problem with, with ExxonMobil? I don't know. So, I, like I said, I love, this is I love not a political show. 
And I'm not a political. I'm not, trying, I'm, trying to, I'm not trying to make it political. I'm just asking because that was yeah. the th- that was the thing last year. A lot of fans I've, had I've issues. I've seen it last year, and I saw <clears> the TFO of Exxon out, whatever the hell it was, <clears> and whatever people were against Exxon Mobil. I personally could give two horses shits about it, and two rats fucks with it as well because I don't care. I don't. I don't get into the political nature of anything and whatever the grander scheme that they want to look at. That's on them. The people that don't have anything better to do are going to look into ExxonMobil, and that's that's not me. I have I have never been so nervous on this show. <laughs> and and we threaten the Syrians or or the Saudi Arabians, and and yet I'm still <laughs> threatening the Saudi Arabians. <laughs> um. So I mean, okay, okay. I mean, I mean, that's perfectly valid. I mean. For to me, like it, sports and corporate sponsorships go hand in hand. You know, people have have problems with with beer sponsors, with cigarette sponsors, with with all sorts of different things. People have problems with Exxon Mobil. People have problems, you know, with whatever the whatever the case may be. But in the end, it's revenue for the club to pay for things such as the stadium and 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 the land and things of that nature, paying for additional players, playing for pay, paying for better facilities and all sorts of services and things like that. Um, Jacob, is there anyone in particular that you think stands out as a, as a potential uh, name naming rights uh, deal for the stadium when it does get announced? I think Earl kind of already mentioned them. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think we're going to see a, a crane shares uh, stadium. Uh, or, or anything along those lines where it's kind of like, what, what is that? I, I think they're going to do their best to find the best deal from a local um, business, whether that's Dion's or Blake's or Meow Wolf or New Mexico True or First Financial. He just he just brought cheese. Was he? Yes, he did. He brought cheese. <laughs> Earl is in high school. Oh my god! <laughs> I I I don't even know. I don't even know. I don't even know. Anyways, back to the question. Um, so I do think it'll it'll be somebody <laughs> just picked a little thing of cheese out. Yeah, <laughs> I can't look at it when I'm trying to talk. I'll bring you back in a minute, Earl. I'll bring you back in a minute. Hold on. If if and when we get the stadium and they have, if they name it, if if somebody has naming rights to it. I kind of just want it to have a nickname, um, but that's, I mean, there's just too much money in the naming rights, uh, especially with it being a privately funded stadium and not having any of the the local money uh, from the, the bill that was let go or denied or voted against uh, here a while back. Um, I think that you're going to have to have naming rights, and I do think it'll be a local. I would love to see it be Dion's um, specifically. Um, but who knows, man, I, at the, at the moment, I just want a stadium and honestly, it could be, it could be anybody sponsoring it and I'm, I'm still going to go. I'm still going to support because what, what drives me nuts about like the Exxon and Chick-fil-A and, and stuff like that is, is one, I don't know enough about it. I don't, I don't, the Exxon one specifically, I don't look into it. I've never looked into it. I don't. I can't do anything about it. So why am I going to put 
uh, time and effort into figuring out what's going on for the most part is kind of how I look at it. You know, I've got three kids, a fourth one on the way. Uh, at the end of the day, I, I look out for them. And I know you can argue that, oh, well, 50 years down the road, Exxon's going to affect your kids in some way, shape, I don't, whatever. Um, but that being said, uh, if it's Exxon uh, field house or whatever you want to call it, and people boycott it because they don't want to Exxon to profit with like Exxon's paying the club money uh, to have their name up there. But that doesn't mean you have to support like, like you not going to the game isn't affecting Exxon whatsoever because it's still already Exxon field. So um, I don't, I don't care what it's called. I'm still going to go. I'm still going to be excited. I want a freaking field. Um, and guess what? Most of the time these sponsorships, like look at the pit. Wise pie. <laughs> oh man. That was long? wise pies and then dream like style. Yeah. yeah. I mean, these things cycle through it. it nothing. And those are both a giant mess. Yeah. And so you just take it with a grain of salt. The, the fact that this even got brought up in our chat, uh, blew my mind. Uh, and Earl's take while still stupid makes a little more sense, uh, than it did the other night. Um, but I mean, it, it makes a ton of sense now that he's sitting there on a couch eating cheese whiz. Um, and, and uh, and so I, I, I fully get that. I mean, be a grown up and get like cheese and crackers for Christ's sakes, man. Like if you're going to do a stack, a snack this late, like make it like semi-professional cheese, real cheese, not foamy, stringy canned cheese. I guess yeah. we should, should consider ourselves fortunate. He's not just turned it up and spraying his mouth. I was waiting for the goofy movie. Just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's playing in the background. <laughs> Please turn the camera on me, because if it is, I'm walking out. I'm walking out if that's the case. I don't believe you. Though. No, don't put it on. Show me right now. I don't right, well, while our, uh, while Earl contemplates getting us banned for showing uh, copyrighted content, um, that's why I'm not showing it. That's never uh, stopped you before, Earl. <laughs> We do have one final topic they hit this week, um, and that is the New Mexico Runners. Uh, they had another match this past weekend, uh, and their season long, or not season long, but their their the losing streak fall, uh, extends to four matches here on the season. After opening season with a three and O record, they've now lost four in a row. The most recent loss um, was on the nineteenth uh, up against the Colorado Inferno. Um, runners were defeated by a final of eight to uh, 13 to eight in this one. Um, <clears throat> runners are still dealing with some injuries and some, and some things going on. Just, uh, just haven't been able to pull it out here the past couple of weeks, uh, which is unfortunate for them. Uh, three, three of those four were also on the road. Yes. Um, whereas two of the three wins to start were at home. So, uh, maybe, maybe getting back home, settling down a little bit will. We'll turn the turn it around as well, <laughs> as well as uh, getting healthy. Yeah, yeah, all those things will, will certainly help. Um, yeah, let's see. They they lost. Uh, let's see, corner. Hey. hey, hey, it's the Leaning Tower of Chiza. 
losses to Amarillo, Wichita, Kansas Bandits, and the Colorado Inferno uh, leave the runners still in third place in their division with a three and four record. Uh, they do return to action this Saturday, February 25th, on the 505 kickoff at the Rio Rancho Event Center, where they take on the Wichita Wings, the first of a two match homestand for the runners. Uh, again, this Saturday, February 25th. Uh, so get out there. If you're not, uh, I mean, te- in theory, you could make both United and the runners matches. Um, but if you have to pick, if you can only pick one or the other, um, I highly encourage you to, you know, go check out the runners. If you haven't seen them already, does, does that theory involve teleportation? Because it's at three, is it not? Yeah. And so that gives you till five, and then you have five minutes to get from. Yeah, yeah, I know. Well, you can still you can still catch the second half. The events center. You can still catch the second half. So just saying, in ben theory, just condoned speeding across town, speeding <laughs> irresponsibly. No, I'm condoning following the fl- the flow of traffic in Albuquerque on a Saturday. Well, he gets mad at me for the leaning tower of Chiza. No, I got mad at you for the leaning tower of Chiza. <laughs> Uh, runners have cheddary. Runners have five games remaining on their season, still uh, very much with an opportunity to make the playoffs uh, here with a good run of form over their final final five matches of the season. So, get out support the uh, the runners. Can't wait to see them back in action again this weekend. Um, guys, we covered a lot this week. A lot happened over these past two weeks. Um, while we were out, do you guys have any closing thoughts before Jacob gets us out of here? I need more cheese. And we're going to leave it at that tonight. <laughs> um, oh, no, I have one more thing. Sorry. One more thing. How does a cow do math? With a calculator. I fucking hate you. <laughs> you gotta come up with better ones, Earl. <laughs> oh my god. A terrible cow math joke and a leaning tower of cheese. Um ladies and gentlemen, you, you tonight you got the true glimpse of what we deal with with Earl on a daily basis in the group chat. Um but that that's part of why we love him is because he's a, a lovable goofball uh who apparently eats uh canned cheese at ten fifteen at night. But um, I, I, I've noticed that since you've pulled out the string cheese or the, the cheese there, uh, Team Earl on YouTube has been awfully quiet. Um, I think you may have lost a fan. Actually, no, with Robert, you probably he's probably going, <laughs> he's probably like, yeah, that's my guy. Canned cheese at 10 o'clock at night. Hell yeah. That's probably what Robert's doing. Um, <laughs> but with that, uh, like Seth said, we are going to go back to weekly um starting now uh so we will be here next tuesday after at least two of us hopefully make it out to the united match the preseason match against colorado state university pueblo um i for one am truly excited to go see live new mexico united soccer again uh after this holiday season is now over with you know we can finally focus on what's important in life uh and not family or food or Christ birth or anything like yeah. that, but no yeah. matter, none of that matters. Uh, <laughs> and so uh, really excited for that. We'll have uh, me and Seth kind of going over what we saw there. Earl nodding along vigorously while eating uh, uh, beanie weenies maybe next week out of a can. 
uh, or maybe SpaghettiOs. Yoo-hoo's. Um, uh, drinking a Yoo-hoo uh, out of a sippy cup, probably. Because um, he's a real Benjamin Button type thing where he just, oh, God. Where he uh, kind of just uh, keeps regressing to be younger and younger as we go on. Maybe that's maybe he wasn't old at all after all. Maybe the 8 o'clock bedtime was because he's still a fucking child. Maybe. Uh, that, that's probably what it is now that I think about it. So, um He's, he said, hold on. I don't really want to hold on because I don't want to know what's going on. Ah, sippy cup. Oh, oh yeah. Little barrels. Yes, the little hugs. Good job. Good job. He's going to drink it right now with his... That's what the, So, Earl, we were wrong all along, weren't we? You're not the old man of the group. You're just a fucking child. And that's why your, birth, or your bedtime is in talk. And uh, you're drinking little hugs and, or little hugs and, and uh, eating canned cheese. No, no, I'm still the old guy. Um, it's just with Alzheimer's, you start regressing in age. No, oh, so it's Benjamin Button type thing here, where it's yeah. like, uh, okay, I got gotcha. you, I got gotcha, you, yeah, because because the the first financial credit union uh, rant it was definitely an old man get off my lawn rant. So, so yeah, it's it's we got a real conundrum here. I mean, he's just he's special. He's special for sure, and that's uh, that's what we deal with. So, uh, catch. <coughs> oh, excuse me, sorry. Catch uh, catch the three of us back here next Tuesday, 9 o'clock, talking uh, preseason, uh, maybe a little bit of the first week of MLS, um, depending on if if we actually if they actually watch, because I know I'll be watching some. Um, and, yeah, um, Harry, uh, thank you. Thank you for being in the chat. Um, Robert, a.k.a. T. Merle, uh, fuck off. Um, just uh, <laughs> leave. Never... Never comment again, even though the comment's too good for us. Uh, just, just, uh, just uh, shove it. Um, that's what I'll what I'll say this week. Uh, and to everybody else uh, watched, uh, listened in the future on on the podcast streaming app of your choice. Um, thank you guys so much, and uh, we can't wait to to talk to you and and with you and at you uh, next Tuesday at nine o'clock. And so until then, guys, somos amigos. You've been listening to Somos Mas, your source for the latest news and notes on New Mexico United, the USL, and the New Mexico Runners. All of our shows are recorded live on Tuesday nights and are streamed on our YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter pages. An audio-only version of the show goes live later in the week on all major podcast platforms. Our show is written and produced by Seth Bidoff, Jacob Terrell, and Earl Nieto, and is edited by Seth. All episodes are recorded and edited using StreamYard and Audacity.